Stop running down the meh and mundane hallways of life and tap into the magical. My name is Michelle Shutter. I am a life and leadership coach for women and host of the Life Coaching Classroom podcast. I'd like to welcome you to Life Coaching Classroom where we walk with you in the hallways of life so you can align to the beautiful expansiveness of your true self through reconnection, reinvention, and rejuvenation. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to class. Welcome back to this week's episode, episode 56 on the Life Coaching Classroom podcast. My name is Michelle Shutter, and I am a life and leadership coach for women. I am the host of this podcast and the creator of Life Coaching Classroom. If you haven't checked out the website, it's been updated. You're going to love it, and you're going to want to check on library because there's a bunch of tools and resources there for you to fill your backpack. Why not start filling your backpack with all the goodness and all the tools and the resources where you can utilize to experience the greatness that is waiting for you. Stop living just the living life and really tap into your unlived life because that's where your true authentic self wants to go. So today, the topic, as I mentioned, is, is there a punisher in your story? And I was listening to a podcast by uh, Brene Brown. She was in, uh, interviewing Father Richard Rohr, and he's the author of Breathing Underwater, Spirituality, and 12 Steps. And he brought up a point about punishing versus healing. And when I heard that, I was like, hmm, just that, that whole the way he presented it was like, I have to stop and pause today and really dive into this and see what is ready to be revealed to me. And so I pulled out my journal and the title of my page was uh, Punishing Patterns. And, you know, I journaled this beautiful um, journaling piece. And then I went into meditation and um, just allowed all of that to be integrated, to assimilate all of that awareness that came up for me. And a lot of times when we think of punishment, you know, we think of um, a teacher perhaps punishing us if we weren't, didn't follow the rules or, you know, did something at recess or perhaps it's a parent punishing us and, or perhaps, you know, it's a coach punishing because, you know, you're late to practice or, or whatever, right? There's consequences for our choices, of course. But yet as an adult, as we move through childhood and adolescence and teenage years, as an adult, we still have this piece of us that wants to punish ourselves. And yet the punisher isn't a parent. It isn't a teacher. It isn't a coach. The punish, punisher is us. It's ourself. And yet when you think about that, it, again, like it sounds so silly, like why on earth would we punish ourselves? And so I want to share with you just like kind of three different things that kind of came to mind today around that and see what lands for you. And, and first of all, it's that piece of heartaholic tendencies. We, we have this tendency, which has actually become our identity in some way to be a heartaholic. It's the, you know, the pushing, the grind, the hustling, you know, nothing comes easy. I got to work harder. I'm not doing enough. I'm not being enough. And all of that, like when, when you 
feel into that energy. It, it's a frantic energy. It's a, almost like a panicky energy. It's an energy that isn't sustaining. Like it's an energy that leads to burnout. So essentially, if we're in this heartaholic tendency and it leads to burnout, like that's how we're punishing ourselves, right? We're moving into burnout. The second thing that I want to bring to light is this whole piece of, you know, like it's easier to punish ourselves than to feel the guilt that may surface because potentially we're letting somebody down. And so we punish ourselves in a way to avoid feeling something else. And a lot of times it's guilt that comes up, right? Like I shouldn't be doing this for myself. I should be doing this for this person or my child or, you know, I shouldn't put myself as a priority. I should have everybody else before. And what a bogus story that is, right? Like how do you serve anybody else in your life and make an impact or improve their life in any way when you have not made yourself a priority. So again, like we punish ourselves. And yet we feel like we're doing the, the, the right thing or we feel like we're making an impact because we've put everybody else first. But yet behind all of that, not only is there guilt, there's resentment because we haven't prioritized ourselves and we haven't put ourselves at the forefront. Imagine the amount of energy that could be transformed and utilized in a different way if you were in a space of putting yourself first rather than feeling the guilt and, and the resentment that comes from not putting yourself first, which then also leads into this third point. So we have the heartaholic tendencies. We have this it's easier to, to punish ourselves than to feel any kind of feeling that, that comes up. And the third thing that, that came up, and this one came up, you know, pretty strongly in my journaling today was, you know, the whole piece of disappointing somebody else and particularly a parent. Now, I want to share with you a story from my childhood, which again, you know, like I was a little girl, like not proud of this, this story by any means, but it created a great awareness for me. So I had to be in about, I don't know, fourth or fifth grade, um, maybe third. I can't imagine I was that little, but fourth or fifth grade seems to kind of ring in my mind right now. And I had longer hair and I just, I wanted to have pigtails on my hair. I wanted to have a nice straight part in the back. And so I grabbed my mom's mirror, the mirror that I wasn't supposed to be using and I was trying to use the, the mirror on the wall and then hold the other mirror so that I could see the back of my head and make a nice straight part. Well, the mirror slipped either out of my hand or I had it on the sink and knocked it off and it shattered into like pieces, a hundred pieces, right? Like it was not repairable. And I, I like, I vividly remember this feeling. I vividly remember Every, everything about it, like my little mind attached such a meaning to this and it captured everything in color, right? It captured it vibrantly and it has been stored in my memory rather than just capturing it a, as a moment in, in black and white and like move on. 
I can tell you like I had this red and white um, little tank top on that tied up on the shoulders. It had like some triangles on it. I had like shorts to match. I had these blue and kind of yellow striped tennis shoes on. And I was mortified that I that I broke this, like that I was disappointing my mom in such a deep way. And I wanted to run. I wanted to avoid it. I, I, it was easier for me, easier to handle the pain of the situation, to take myself out of the situation rather than to see the disappointment in my mom and, and to experience some punishment from her because I disappointed her. So here's what I did. My little mind thought that I could escape this by essentially, quote unquote, running away. Okay, so I pulled out a suitcase. And again, it was a little gray suitcase. It zipped and then it had a zipper pocket. It was mostly gray and it had kind of like yellow and blue flower, small flowers like all over it. It had a hard gray handle. And again, like it's so vivid in my mind. And I don't recall the what I packed in the suitcase, but I packed the suitcase and I left without anybody knowing, and I started walking to my grandparents' house, which was, I don't know, maybe a mile and a half, two miles away. So here is this little girl walking in the neighborhoods along these streets, and one of the streets was rather busy, it got, you know, enough traffic, and um, carrying a suitcase, right, like no alarms going off for anybody there, right, and um, so I walked by actually a friend of mine, um, her house and her brother was outside and I remember stopping and talking to him and asking like why do you have the suitcase like where are you going and I just you know kind of dismissed it like I'm just going to my grandma and grandpa's oh I'm bringing this to my grandma and grandpa's and but I, I know that his spidey sense was up like something isn't quite right here and so I continued on my way and went to my grandparents house while they weren't home and they always always left the back door open, but this time it was locked. And come to find out, they had gone to my aunt's house, which was like an hour plus away. So they locked everything up. And so I sat on, the, on their back step for a while, um, waiting, hoping that they would come home. They never came home. And so then I was like, okay, again, my mind is thinking it, it's going to be easier to avoid going home versus experiencing that disappointment. And I, so I left and I was going to walk like all the way through town here now carrying a suitcase and I was going to go to the park and I was going to spend some time in the park and potentially like the night in the park if I had to. Well, lo and behold, as I'm driving or as I'm walking to the park, here comes my mom in the car. car. She had no idea that I, I was even gone but she had gone to my grandparents for something and then drove this way home and saw me walking along the road. And I remember like, I didn't even want to get in the car. Like I, I was just beside myself because I, I didn't want to face that. Um, long story short, I went home. I, I know I had a con, you know, a consequence and everything, but here's what, you know, kind of started all of that. Like, we have events in our childhood that it's a foundational event and every event, and I, I know I've referred to this before on, on this podcast, it's, it's like a magnet. 
So anytime I have a feeling or a thought that's similar to this foundational event, it magnetically draws it and makes it like almost even more powerful. And so as you go through life, I want to avoid disappointing other people, right? So how do you do that? A lot of times, a lot of times you become like the good girl, you you people please, right? And yet all at the same time, you're you're punishing yourself because you're not healing some of some of the past what I would call like heart hurts, right? Things that made your heart hurt or things that um just impacted you deeply in a way. And so we're carrying almost this punisher identity as an adult, and yet we don't even realize it. And this punisher, you, yourself, has become part of your story. And at some point, you have to make the decision, are you going to rise above that story? Like, what if we could transform the punisher in this story and transform this punisher to the healer? What if we could create healing in our story? Because if you tap into the feeling, the energy of punishing, just feel what that is like in your body. Like, for me, it's heavy. It almost creates an anxiousness in me. But when I tap into the feeling, the energy of healing, even though it may bring up a hurt, even though I may have to face something that I haven't wanted to face, it feels lighter. I know that it's temporary. I know that that bogus story can dissolve and I can transform that energy into something else. And so that feels so much lighter to me. Now, back to Father Roar, as he was talking on this podcast, he had talked about, you know, that there's just so many religions and different aspects, life experiences, where they lead with punishing rather than healing. And so I want want to ask you, where are you creating an awareness, based on what I've shared with you today, around punishing versus healing? Have you been the punisher in your story? And if so, how is it serving you? Are you willing to continue to have the punisher be part of your story? Or are you ready to transform it and be the healer in the story? Because this whole piece of of self-discovery and doing the inner work and self-mastery like that's it that healing is a huge part of it healing is so important that it's actually one of the six h's in the the reinvention process that i teach my clients and i know that it may sound scary i know that it may sound intimidating to dive into but when you are supported with a coach and a community It is less intimidating. It is less scary. It becomes empowering to you. It allows you to break down the bogus stories so that you can break through. You can't have a breakthrough without going through the breakdown. And what I want you to do 
is just give yourself permission. Give yourself permission to stop being the punisher or at the very least to take a time out from being the punisher. Go on recess with the healer. Let the punisher stay along the wall. Let the punisher be in the timeout at Reese's time. And become the healer in your story. It is a piece that is missing and you deserve to bring it back. So if you are in a space where you are ready to rise above that punishing story and you want to know how to do that, I want to extend an invitation to you to register today, right now, for the upcoming unit study in December called Rise Above Your Story. We start next Monday, the 19th, and it is an opportunity for you where I open the classroom and you can experience life coaching at absolutely no charge. Rise above your story. Rise above the punisher because it no longer serves you. Draw the line in the sand and just know that when you cross that line, when you register, cross the line and register for Rise Above Your Story, it is going to make a significant change in your life. And you can register at lifecoachingclassroom.com forward slash unit. So as I wrap up today, I shared a little bit about my story, about that, the disappointment. I shared three different ways how we really have a tendency to punish ourselves. Is there more? Absolutely. But the heartaholic tendencies, the easier it's, we believe it's easier to feel some other feeling rather than, or it's easier to punish ourselves rather than feel some other feeling like guilt. And we punish ourselves because we've disappointed someone. In all actuality, we, we can't really choose that feeling for that person. That person chooses the feelings. And that's a big aha right there. Like you can't make someone feel that way. They choose the thought. They choose the feeling. Could it perhaps, perhaps influence it or enhance it or something? Yes, but the end result isn't your responsibility. It's not. It's the other person's. So what are you going to do today? You are going to register for Rise Above Your Story. And you can do that at lifecoachingclassroom.com because I can't wait to see you in class. Have an amazing day, be an amazing you, and don't forget to drop me a message on what you received today. See you in class. Have you joined our monthly unit study? If not, you better head on over and reserve your seat at lifecoachingclassroom.com forward slash unit. The unit study gives you an opportunity to experience life coaching at no charge. Again, register and get all the details at lifecoachingclassroom.com forward slash unit. I do have a favor. Could you take a moment to share this podcast and Life Coaching Classroom with your besties? Perhaps they too are tired of running down the meh and mundane hallways of life. Let's give them a little spark in their day. 
Finally, I'd be so grateful if you take a minute to review the podcast. The reviews definitely help to spread the podcast to more women. Thank you. I so appreciate you. And I will see you in class.